0: I've always believed the foundation of our fulfillment in life doesn't come from our success, but rather the strength of our relationships, not only with others, but also with ourselves. And how we develop a deeper connection is through self-reflection and purposeful conversations with those around us, especially like-minded individuals. And that is exactly why I created the What Fulfills You card game, to cultivate both more meaningful relationships with others, as well as ourselves on the journey of personal growth. I certainly use these questions as a guide for journal prompts and weekly check-ins with myself, and of course, when I am playing this game with friends on a Friday night in, you bet I am enjoying it with a glass of wine or two, who knows. Shop the card game now at whatfulfillsyou.com and enjoy an exclusive 10% off for listeners only with the code WHATFULFILLSYOU10 at checkout. That's WHATFULFILLSYOU10 at checkout at WHATFULFILLSYOU.COM. Enjoy! Hey everyone, welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host and thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Before we begin, I want to preface, I feel so peaceful right now. I'm recording this intro sitting in my living room space of my studio apartment and... I live in Manhattan and it feels really quiet and calm right now, um, which is interesting, but I, I feel really grounded in a way. And so I just felt like I had to share that. But as you can tell from today's title, I will be diving into the balance of alpha energy and feminine qualities. This was actually a requested episode. But before we dive into everything, I wanted to share a quick story just because I, was, I just feel compelled to. I was out in Los Angeles last week just for a couple of days, and on my last day, I was sitting in a coffee shop on Abbott Kinney, that's also near where I used to live, and I remember this girl, she was ordering coffee, and I think she only had cash, and I was also in the middle of reading my book, but I remember the cashier was like, oh sorry, we're cashless, and she didn't have a card on her, and so she walked out, but what I really just thoroughly enjoyed witnessing was the guy next to me, I think he was maybe on a date, I'm not really sure, because it didn't really seem like the couple knew each other that that well yet, but he stood up and like quite frankly ran after her outside and was like, hey, hey, excuse me, and uh, he ended up giving her his card to use, and, and I think... She, you know, was gonna Venmo him back and he's like, no, no, just it's on me or whatever and um, I remember seeing how it made her day and she thanked him multiple times before she left and just told him, you know, thank you so much, you made my day and it just really made me happy to witness that whole thing because I genuinely am all about small acts of kindness. I love seeing people do that. I love doing it myself and I... Truly believe that more of that can happen when A, we do that ourselves, but B also tell the stories of those small moments because I think those moments right there, you just never know what kind of impact that makes on someone for a five, six, seven dollar coffee, however much that is. Inflation baby, that shit is that shit was expensive, not gonna lie. I, I remember buying my coffee there and it was like six dollars and something i'm like oh my goodness gracious um but yeah it was just really incredible to witness that act of kindness and so for today's intro i just want to challenge you guys to go out of your way today and do something extremely kind for someone or for this week whatever that is just be mindful about it and think about it throughout this week when an opportunity comes up will you go out of the way to make someone else's day So, with that being said, let's dive into the episode. So, on today's episode, I'm going to be diving into the secret to balancing alpha energy with feminine qualities. And this topic was actually inspired by a listener who submitted this in my DMs on Instagram And she said that she has been listening to my podcast actually since Young and Ambitious, which is my very OG podcast I had with a co-host back in 2019. And I think she actually, I don't know if it was someone else, um, but someone had asked me, and I think this is her, she had asked me if I was still considering law school. And I was like, you know, the last time I talked about law school was 2019. And so I was like, In my head, I'm thinking, okay, you must have listened to my old podcast because um, I certainly have not talked about it, maybe at most, like early 2020 when this podcast first started. But other than that, I have completely dismissed the idea of going to law school. Um, But yeah, that was something I had considered right when I graduated college for the first uh, six months or so. I heavily considered it and um, just ultimately decided that it was not my long-term path. But this person also had acknowledged that, you know, I'd mentioned I am an ENTJ on the Myers-Briggs personality test. Um, I highly encourage all of you to take it and read through it and understand yourself better and see if you resonate with that. I personally do resonate with ENTJ as my personality and you got to also recognize that each letter is on a spectrum. So I'd say I very much am like, a hybrid of ENTJ and ENFJ. And personally, I also prefer this over horoscopes by a long, long, long shot. And maybe another time I'll dive into why I don't believe in horoscopes or why I don't put so much weight, at the very least, on horoscopes and what they say about me and what my future is. But I highly encourage just taking a look at the personality test because I do know... I took this first. Um, well, actually, the first time I took this was when my ex boyfriend, like, this is during freshman year of college. Uh, he thought that I was also like his personality, which was INTJ. And uh, I was not. At the time, I was like ENFP. And so during my transformative uh, junior year of college, I certainly see the shift in who I became, I definitely became a lot more logical, rational, became a stronger critical thinker, which definitely uh, showcases in the way I make decisions today, and then I just became more organized and orderly with my life, and I think that's where the J comes into play because that is known for, um, it's called judging, but it's really just showcases like if you're a planner or if you're someone that goes with the flow. And so anyways, ENTJ as a female is rather rare or definitely not common for, I I would say, kind of obvious reasons because biologically, how women are, um, we are more nurturing, technically more soft, I think, in in great ways. Okay, this is, I I feel like I, I hate prefacing so much on certain things because I know today, It can get very touchy on, you know, these gender roles and things, but um, I won't dive into the deep research of what is out there in regards to how we are as women, but I am saying everything on today's episode, and as always, in a very positive light. So um, kind of going back to that, women have less of a tendency to be ENTJ, which is known to be more assertive, um, logical, rational thinking slash decision making, Um, a little bit more on the extroverted side, which is not really based on gender, I would say, Um, but ENTJ is also known to kind of have like a CEO personality, which, you know, might make sense, (laughs) but just kind of that ability to command a room right? Um, and I remember I took this test again during my business class, and my professor was retired. He was in his early 50s, late 40s, I think, and he had asked all of us, like, has anyone taken this Myers-Briggs test? And I actually happened to be the only one that took it, thanks to my ex. Um, and he had asked me, oh, like, what are you? I said, oh, I am ENFJ at the time. That's, you know, again, like I said earlier, I'm very much a hybrid. And he goes, okay, very cool, I am ENTJ. And it makes sense, you know, again, just probability-wise, he also was a former entrepreneur, business owner. I think he sold his company, and that's why he was teaching for fun, in essence, uh, because he was teaching a lot of real-life hard skills in business and entrepreneurship. But anyways, though, regardless of what your personality is, I do believe that it is beneficial for women to have both... Some aspect of a strong willed, slightly dominant, alpha assertive side of them, and then also maintaining the feminine, nurturing side as well. And again, that is just honestly the dynamic of how we are as humans. That's why, even in same sex couples, there is one that is more of the nurturer, and there is one that is. Um, maybe a little bit more dominant. So kind of like the person that serves like the dad role and then someone that serves more of a mom role. And I think that's kind of the beauty of it, if you look at it that way, is like the beauty of the balance that really makes it a whole. And I think that's something I really wanted to incorporate in my life once I saw this pattern of being able to keep balance. And so that actually goes into my first point, which is first off, acknowledge the strengths that come with alpha energy. So again, even if you don't have it right now, but you want to incorporate it, don't be scared or shy because that might make you too manly or too whatever. That's something I've always been told and criticized about, you know, within family and just kind of the cultural rules as well. You know, with my Vietnamese heritage, especially with Asian women, it is very common for them to be more submissive and soft and more obedient. And I certainly was not that that much <laughs> growing up. And, you know, it was noticed, but I wasn't, you know, that rough either. But what I always knew about myself, even when I was young, I was decisive. I had a tendency to be bold and assertive. And when I say assertive, I mean... I had less fear to pursue opportunities. Not that the fear didn't exist, but I was able to push that aside and go after something relentlessly. And actually sometimes that might've been um, even with dating. And again, I'll kind of dive into it in my second point, but you got to understand situations that that strength does not serve well in, okay? And another big example would be taking initiative So again, I feel like these have been commonly masculine traits, which I think are great for both men and women, and the key is acknowledging what those strengths are within you. So maybe your assertive or alpha badass energy comes from different parts, and you already know that, or maybe you already have a little bit of that, and you want to build upon that. It might not be exactly my examples, but I'm just sharing my personal experience, and I think... To overcome the criticism that can, has, or will come with it, for me, I just started to learn how to appreciate these strengths and understanding the best environments they work well in. So, for example, at work, no matter if you are an entrepreneur or if you work at a 9-to-5 or whatever you do, really, showing initiative and decisiveness and being bold those are great traits for potential leaders or those that want to be in management roles. And again, that all comes at a spectrum and being able to push and pull with those traits. But no company is going to be able to have as much trust in someone that doesn't take initiative and doesn't show ability to lead and and talk about a vision with a team, and and get everyone to help execute it, right, so you have to be aware of, hey, if you want something, you have to step out of your natural state, maybe, or maybe that is part of your natural state, and really take it upon yourself to show initiative, and show boldness, even if that kind of goes against the grain of what a quote-unquote typical female is supposed to be, although I'd argue nowadays in 2022 and where we are at, we are really removing some of that stigma, even though yes, it still exists. I'm grateful that I get to be who I am in this generation because I know I certainly would not have had it as easy if this was 20, 40 years ago and I know many successful women who are in their 40s and 50s now have said that to me and on podcasts and so forth and so I'm grateful that I get to express that bolder side of me. Um, But then also other areas of life that these skills work great in is especially in entrepreneurial ideas, being able to talk to a random person or a guy at a bar, again, like I said, I've done that before, I still do that, but the key is, right, especially with the dynamic of dating, it's great to take initiative and be bold and all of that, but, so that's one aspect, but it's another to put yourself out there too much that There is no longer a mystery about you that allows someone to want to get to know you. And yes, essentially that is piquing someone's interest to go after you or chase you a bit, right? And that's not playing games because first off, I actually don't like playing games and I'm a very direct straight shooter. But at the same time, you can't give people too much information about yourself, again, especially in the dating aspect, because you need to leave room for mystery and curiosity and let that process bloom over time. You can't rush that process. And so that's why no matter how attractive you are or how great your energy is or how great the conversation is, if you push too much, especially on a guy, they're going to back off, right? I've always heard this analogy when two people are standing across from each other and I think it was like activities they were doing in some relationship workshop and one person starts to walk a little bit closer and closer to the other person slowly the other person starts to back away because they want and need their space because it starts to get uncomfortable right so you have to practice being aware of that in order to really use that initiative side of you to your benefit Lately, I've been drinking Magic Mind almost every day before I start working for the day to help with getting into the flow state. Whether you are still in college or you work full time like me, I know we all have those days where it feels extremely difficult to stay focused and on task. While I don't judge myself for lack of productivity, I do care about how effective I am with my time because time is precious, so why would I want to waste it? Something I've been genuinely really shocked about with Magic Mind is not only how good it tastes because I'm super picky, but also actually how well I stay focused. I mean, I don't know what it is, but if I'm being really honest, I get distracted kind of easily and it's been working wonders. So let's break down what Magic Mind really does. It is known to increase and improve productivity. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee if you drink coffee for energy and focus, or if you are like me, you can drink it alongside because I personally cannot give up my coffee. I love making it in the morning. It also helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms. And the best part, it is all natural ingredients including adaptogens, matcha, and nootropics. I highly recommend you give this a try if you're already considering it. It comes in a box of 15 and I like it so much, sometimes I drink it twice a day. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at magicmind.co slash FULFILL during checkout. That's FULFILL at magicmind.co slash FULFILL. Enjoy!
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant,
0: And then when it comes to not letting criticism get to me, which again, it took me a while because I always felt bad about myself because I was like, why am I not as soft and gentle and nurturing like some of my girlfriends? It's funny, actually, a lot of my girlfriends, especially from college, are very much like that. And again, probably why I'm friends with them is because we balance each other out, but I remember at one point, I think this was like during the time I was going through the difficult breakup where I wanted to test out I essentially not being myself because I had a family member that literally was like you need to be more this, this and this and I was quite frankly, you know, who I am now, but I I really tested out this persona of being like super uh, not timid but just more soft, gentle, quiet, like nodded my head all the time, listened, like didn't didn't share thoughtful ideas, that kind of person, and it just did not feel right. It did not feel like me. And then over the past 2 to 3 years, um, you know, really grateful to have friends that actually encourage me to be who I am because they love me for being bold and, and charismatic and even my one of my best friends Elia he tends to call me badass Emily and obviously strokes my ego a bit but um, you know I've asked him like why is it that you describe me as that and he just said that that's just like the aura I give off and he says like it's very attractive to certain guys and also just certain people all over and that more people like that then I recognize so that I should not let the criticism get in the way of me being who I am but another question that I always ask myself in general but especially with this one is would I trade places with the person that's criticizing me and or giving me advice right and to kind of make it even more to the point it's especially in the area of life they're advising you in or in this case Would you want the personality of the person that's criticizing you, right? I typically received criticism from, of course, women that were more on the opposite spectrum. And that's why I started to adapt the balance of having both. But I also knew that there have been many opportunities and many events in my life that have been some of the best in my life to date that I would never trade And I just know that the people who dislike that border side of me, they would not ever have had the same opportunities presented to them for the reason that they don't have the same personality and they're just simply, you know, not me. Um, But a tangent that came to mind as well when I was thinking of this, I remember I was telling this to a guy that I was going out with, this was uh, like, I don't know, last spring, and I was telling him, you know, I, I've had a family member and just people in general say that I should not speak up too much and that I should maybe listen to what other people say more and, like, basically not, like, keep my mouth shut, but don't be as bold in taking initiative. And... He had said, uh, definitely not. In fact, that's one of the characteristics I look for in women. That's why I like you, because you do take initiative. I love someone that knows what they want and is more direct and more decisive and all of that. And again, not all guys are going to love that. I know plenty of guys that would not be as um as a good match with me on my personality and that's again one of the fears that the people that have criticized me for this personality they have said how are you going to be attractive to any guy right because they think that you know men don't want another masculine quality type person and I do agree with that to an extent that's kind of where um I'm going to dive into the next point in regards to balancing it with feminine qualities but overall when it comes to criticism, just always ask yourself, would you trade places with that person? And always look to See if you can find truth in what they say. And that's why I just said that there is some truth to the idea that men don't... My, for example, my friend Mike Yu, he always told me, I'm a Bob, I don't want to date another Bob, right? Because he, he's got a lot of alpha energy, but he still loves like a badass girl. But he said, you know... It's one thing if she's badass in her own way, she's out there doing her thing at work or in her own personal life, but especially in a relationship for his personality and his aura, he's going to be a lot more compatible with someone that, you know, kind of gets to calm down a bit on that end and I do agree with that actually. Um but that works both ways, right? So again, for a guy that doesn't want to be as Um, much of the leading person in a relationship, they are going to do better with someone that is a lot more dominant and leading. So when it comes to feminine qualities, I personally utilize the balance of it by bringing the more feminine qualities out in my personal and dating life. So like I touched on earlier, more of my alpha bold energy comes out in my career And I think that's great and that's honestly a great place for it to come out in. And a big part of that is probably because I grew up as a competitive athlete and I competed in two very competitive individual sports, tennis and figure skating. And I look back and I recognize that there just was a lot of my life where I had to take initiative. I had to really stand and be on my own. And so when it comes to my work life and my pursuit of entrepreneurship and working for myself, which is much more stressful than it looks like, I have to be able to really go get it, you know, and and go after what I want. And I have to admit, I definitely look back when I was a teenager and when I was this athlete, I actually did not put in as much go getting energy as much as I would have wanted to like if I could shake my 16 year old self right now and be like Emily you can literally go and fucking do this right now like don't be a wimp I would totally tell myself that but you know we live and we learn and that's actually why I bring that to the table now because I don't want to have that same kind of thought process 10 years from now when I'm like damn it I would be shaking Emily when she's 24, 23, 25 and being like, Emily, wake the fuck up and go pursue that shit right now, you know? I think there's nothing worse than looking back on your life 10 years later and being like, fuck, I really wish I did that, you know? But the reason why I utilize these feminine qualities more in my personal and dating life and how I keep that as a balance is because, again, I am a female, so I am not naturally going to want or feel those masculine traits and I don't want to upkeep that all the time I mean I, I can be initiative I can be a leader but I personally so I think this is maybe more of a personal preference but I think also comes into the biological factor of women I don't want to always be leading like I don't want to have to do that with a partner at all times, like that doesn't mean I don't mind doing it here and there, and also doesn't mean that I don't have the skill set to, but that's also why I recognize, okay, if I want a partner that is going to be able to maybe take the ropes for me, and kind of help lead more, so that I can finally take a backseat, at least in one part of my life, I would love that, but again, not everyone would want that, Some, some women, and I know some myself, that really would just love to do it full-time non-stop and that's okay but then you have to recognize what personality trait or traits would complement that boldness right so if you think of a spectrum of 100 percent if there's 70 percent bold alphaness already then you're gonna need 30 percent that at least kind of meets it halfway so that it's not all full-on you know alpha bold I, I hate that I'm using that word too much sorry guys but overall I feel like it's too much to upkeep that and I again do think there is some truth to it when you do it too much especially to men they're not going to find that attractive because there is a biological quality about men that wants to take care of you wants to treat you well and and do all of those things and again everything is on a spectrum But that's what I've noticed works for me. And when you're able to come to that conclusion and to that self-awareness of like, ah, okay, this is what works, this is what doesn't work, I think that's a great position to be in to really have a clear head moving forward, the best way to approach things. The last thing I want to touch on is simply that we all have some masculine and feminine qualities, and I say that for men as well. In fact, I do highly prefer a guy that has a well-balanced feminine side of him and when I say that I would say you know I really enjoy when a guy has good style that's very important to me also someone that is tasteful like has good interior design taste I remember I was once seeing this guy back in the day and I saw that he had, and this is weird, guys, okay, but just putting it out there, I remember he had these cups, and I had the same cups, and they're from CB2, and I was like, oh my gosh, are these from CB2? He's like, yeah, do you have the same ones? I'm like, yeah, and as weird as it sounds, okay, full disclosure, but I just, it was attractive to me because it illuminated his taste, his personal taste, And maybe some deeper insight into, you know, how he shops, what he likes, and what he's willing to spend his money on. And I think those are also important factors when it comes to deciding if someone is a potential long-term partner. But I also have one of my good friends who honestly has told me, like, oh, I think that's, you know, too feminine. You know what I mean? And to the point where she thinks that's, like, not manly to have certain style like for example I love European style on men and to some Americans they might think that's maybe too feminine for men to wear and honestly it's usually not it's just that some people have not been exposed to the balance right and so they have a biased view of men being maybe extremely masculine and macho and all that. And that's totally fine too. Again, there is no right or wrong in this preference of life. I just think it comes down to being extremely self-aware of what you actually like and what you don't like and not letting a friend's opinion, for example, change what you really want for yourself and so my friend she obviously likes a really macho guy like she, she would even say like she, he needs to have extremely broad shoulders and huge biceps and all that and personally that's not for me I want a lean athlete body type guy which also works hand in hand with the style that I love to see on guys and that's obviously very different from her so that indicates that a extremely Alpha macho guy is probably more her prototype, and then mine would be different. And hey, that works great when we go out together because we will never like the same guy, right? But overall, when it comes to the masculine and feminine qualities, know when it's best to utilize which one. So, like I said, for me, I utilize my nurturing feminine side, and I love when I get to have that come out naturally when I'm with a partner because that's just who I am by nature. And then who I am by nature as well, when I'm more independent and on my own, I am more assertive, I'm a go-getter, I will take initiative, I will be bold. And of course, that works great in my career field, especially as a business owner. And so when you understand which ones bring out the best in you, utilize that to your advantage and practice utilizing it in the right environments. And if you need a place to start on figuring out what brings out the best in you, just reflect on what people tend to compliment you for. I've had people compliment me for being that quote-unquote badass, having that alpha energy, and not being afraid to utilize it. And I've had people really appreciate that I know how to really wind down and be laid back and chill when I want to as well, which is also, again, who I am by nature. So if you just take the time to self-reflect on those qualities, And ask yourself, who do you want to be at the end of the day? Whatever is authentic to you, just be that. And remember, for those who criticize you or try to advise you of something else, just ask yourself this. Would you trade places with them? That is all I have for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this, even if you are not someone that self-identifies as a female with quote-unquote alpha energy. I hope this was interesting to listen to or maybe was applicable to you either way. If you enjoyed this, please be sure to share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag the podcast Instagram at What Fulfills You. It really always lights up my day to know that you enjoy listening to the show and that you've been supporting it for a while. You all know I interact with you guys on the Instagram podcast at What You. And one last thing, be sure to check out the podcast merchandise, the card game, the journey and the crew neck is available at what you.com. and if you love a fun deep date night then you have to play the what fulfills you card game so again check it all out and you can get 10% off so the code is in the show notes everything is available at whatfulfillsyou.com thanks again for tuning in I'll chat with you all next week